0: is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1350
1: ESPN. Happy Friday to you here on 1350 ESPN. Mike Wicket with you. J.D. is here as well. Very busy show. Programming note. Coming up at 415, we will be joined by Drakehead coach Darren DeVries, who Uh, is standing. I have to imagine coach hasn't done a lot of sleeping (laughs) (laughs) since last night. Uh, because of what happened in the play-in game, the first four-game, whatever you want to call it. I gotta imagine Coach is gonna be in a good mood. So he's gonna join us right around 415, 420. We got a lot to get to. It's been a very, very busy week. This is the week that was. And the weekend
0: that will be. This is Wickets World on 1350
1: ESPN. All right, so a lot's happened in the last couple of days uh, since we last spoke with you. We went into last weekend. I listened back, and you and I were talking a lot about this. We went uh, into the weekend wondering where Drake was going to be, where Iowa was going to be. I was very confident going into the rest of that Big Ten tournament and selection Sunday telling you that unless something funky happened, Iowa is going to wind up being a number two seed. They're going to go into the Big Ten tournament as a two. I don't think they win the Big Ten tournament. And guess what? Iowa came out as a number two seed. So Selection Sunday, six days ago, five days ago, whatever, was not all that surprising. And it wasn't surprising to me. It wasn't surprising to anybody. Uh, we have Fran McCaffrey, right? He's always in a good mood. You figure he's going to be in a really good mood today or all week long, right? Right. Here's, here's Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey.
2: Uh, you yeah, I spent most of my career uh, not in the discussion for a one or two seed. And I don't know how good those teams were. Uh, every team that you play in this tournament, they won their way into this tournament. And uh, to me, seeds are completely irrelevant. <laughs> completely irrelevant. Uh, once this thing starts. Here we go. Here so, we go. Uh, I don't discuss it. I don't talk about it before. I don't talk about when it happens. And I'm not going to talk about it now because yeah. I don't care. He,
0: he doesn't care.
1: Thanks. He just. When you're a seed, too, you don't have to care. He's just, you know, he's just never in that good of a mood. Do you think Fran's happy on Christmas? Depends on what his wife bought him. It probably depends on how his team played, because it might be in a holiday tournament. Do you think Fran's happy on Thanksgiving? (laughs) Like, when is Fran McCaffrey ever in a really, really good mood? You would assume he would be in a really good mood during every interview, and he was fine for a lot of it, but... Is what it is. Uh, Fran McCaffrey and company the boys. We'll talk more about them at the end of the show, coming up at 445. Uh, because I may have lied. You may have lied. I may have lied. Why, why is that? I'll tell you, 445. Uh, also this week, going into the weekend, J.D., I told you and I told everybody who would listen, root for the favorites. Root for the favorites if you're a Drake fan because you don't want anything funky to happen in any of these big dog tournaments where somebody who's not supposed to make the NCAA tournament steals a bid, and that is exactly what happened in the Pac-12. Oregon State ran theirs, and Georgetown ran the Big East. So Drake had to play in the first four matchup. And I said on my podcast, did one on Sunday night, I said, uh, and you can re- you can always check those out, ESPNDes Moines.com, I said, I hate the matchup. I don't like the matchup. This is not a good matchup for Drake. And it was an amazing basketball game to watch. They played it yesterday. It was at a simple, it was at a, no Mackey Arena in uh, in West Lafayette. And it came down to the very end.
3: Yesifu's front end is no good. Rebounded by Udeze. Wichita State across the timeline. Gilbert. Gilbert for the win. And it's no good. Drake advances to the first win. 50 years in the waiting. And Drake does it on the biggest stage in basketball. And, man, what a celebration it is here at Mackey Arena. The blue and white survive and advance to the first round. USC is next.
1: Uh. Michael Admire yesterday right here on thirteen fifty ESPN with the play by play, and you know it's an exciting call when your microphone can't handle you screaming. Right on it <laughs> you
0: know, and Michael Michael when he screams gets that real high pitched yeah. to him. So yeah, I yeah. knew that
1: Mike was history the yeah. minute he did
0: that. Exactly. I'm so, like, okay, well, it's gonna be Can I can I say one thing though? Yeah. And and, and this isn't a, a knock on anybody. Sure. Was that the luckiest thing to happen to them at the end? That that thing looked like that ball looked like it was going into me, and it hits the back iron and comes out. And and like I told you, luck builds championship.
1: Hey, you know what? I don't think uh, Coach DeVries is going to be upset about maybe luck going the the Drake Bulldogs uh, way. No, not at I all. I mean, uh, how many times do they bring up Western Kentucky, who hit the game winner against Drake in 2008? On the broadcast last night. I was like, really, we have to hear more? Drake fans have to hear more about that shot? Because I remember exactly where I was. I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Milwaukee, Wisconsin when that one hit. You know, it's like, you you don't know much about Drake up there. You don't know much about Western Kentucky. And the bar went, absolutely ape, you know what? (laughs) Because it was the first buzzer beater of the day. I don't think too many had happened that day, so... They kept showing it over and over. And as that ball's in the air, I'm thinking, don't do this to Drake fan. Don't do this to Drake fan. Don't edit miss. but I mean, it was close. I'm, it'll be interesting to talk to Coach DeVries coming up in about 10 minutes from right now about a number of things, including cold starts to both halves. I mean, they were that, awful. That first half when I was listening it was to the game.
0: It was, yeah, it was terrible. And I didn't know if they were going to rebound Mm-mm. from that at
1: all. And they made the big 10-0 run to get it close at halftime. And then it was like a replay almost of the first half where they were cold. Wichita State was consistent. They weren't great. I and mean, this was not this was not one of the great basketball games you've ever watched in your life. It was not that kind of basketball game. But then Drake made their run. Our guy Joe Yesifu, I mean, just phenomenal again. What was and, it like to have Hemphill back,
0: though? I mean, it had to ease his mind a little bit, but since they were both cold cold starts to those halves, it did take Yasifu to jump on
1: it. Yeah, um, uh, the, the problem is, you know, you expect, if you're a Drake fan, when Tank comes in, you're like, all right, cool. We're going to get our guy averaging 14 a game back. Mm, not after a month. You know, he looked stiff. DeVries said after the game that he looked stiff. He felt stiff. And he did look and feel stiff. So... How does he feel the day after? How does that foot feel the day after playing? Sever- I mean, he didn't play a ton. You know, he, he, it seemed early that he was going to play a lot, right? right? It felt that way, and then in the second half, he didn't. Uh, coach didn't use him all that much.
0: How many points did he end up getting? Three. I, my I, think, stats. I yeah. think three. It was not a Hemp Hill night. It's not a Tank no. night.
1: No. Uh, maybe that was the getting the, the you know shaking the rust off. Because mm-hmm. up next. Now you got a big dog in USC. Maybe the, one, of the, one of the top two or three teams out of the Pac-12. Here comes Southern California, and that's a good basketball team. they got tons of size. Uh, this will be an interesting matchup for an 11 versus a 6. This is one of those classic 11-6 matchups where a team out of the Missouri Valley Conference taking on a big dog, maybe not the best team in the Pac-12, not the team that won the Pac-12 tournament. That was Oregon State, but this is going to be a good one, and you can hear coverage of that. 3 o'clock, right here on 1350 ESPN. Tomorrow, Michael Admire will have the call. I can't wait. It's going to be fun.
0: You know, there's something about... I've always been into sports anyway. I've always loved the NCAA tournament. But I was in, like we talked about, I was in country radio, mm-hmm. so you paid attention because I had money on the line in the brackets, which you're not supposed to be gambling at work. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, anyway, <laughs> but this there's something about being, you know, on the show with you that's got me extra excited about the about the NCAA tournament, more than I probably have in years, because of the Iowa teams that are in it right now. You got a yeah. break, and they had a... a a remarkable win last night Iowa's coming up now too so you're thinking at you're thinking of both these teams and you're excited about it but you're also excited about all the other matchups as well Mm -hmm. because they're good matchups
1: yeah it it is uh it's going to be a fun i mean look the ncaa tournament is bonkers as is and i know there are a lot of people that are just sitting in front of their tvs they're at their bars if you're allowed to these days and all the games have been going on all day. I mean, the first game of the day went to overtime. It was Virginia Tech. Uh, it, it was, it's, so far, it's been a phenomenal day, right? First day of the NCAA tournament. It's going to be great all weekend. And what's awesome is, A, you've got two teams locally that fans can get behind. Sorry, Iowa State, maybe next year. We'll get to you in a sec. Uh, but you've got Drake, and you've got Iowa, and there is a path, there is a chance that Iowa and, Penn, that Iowa and Drake can play each other in the Sweet Sixteen.
0: My buddy that I work with has got that picked in okay. his in his uh, March in in our contest that we have on our website at espn. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's he
1: got that. Rolling, yeah. I, I will bet there are a lot of people that did that with their heart around sure here. Oh, I, I, I will bet. I don't. You don't. I do not. I have, I I didn't either. I I I don't have Drake winning. I don't have Iowa. What? I have Iowa beating Grand Canyon. Sure. Well, you should. But I don't have Iowa getting past Oregon. Wow. And I have Oregon beating VCU. Now, VCU could blow this whole thing up, but I've got the Ducks beating the Hawkeyes to go to the Sweet 16. You're yeah. going to say why? Yeah, well. I'll tell you why. Because I have said that the biggest weakness, the thing that Iowa struggles with the most, especially when they're not on, is athletic wing players who can get out, get in your face, and contest those threes that Iowa hits so well. So, you look at Oregon, their speed, their athleticism at the wing. Bad combination. Bad combination, I think, for Iowa. I thi- And I hope I'm wrong. And if you're an Iowa fan, sorry. But I... We've seen what good defensive teams do to Iowa. I mean, Illinois did it. Illinois yeah. is great. Which, by the way,
0: uh, that's who I picked to win it all.
1: Okay. Okay. There's another I mean.
0: Nothing wrong with that pick.
1: It's a free game. I look at it this way. It was a free bracket contest. Well, Why not just throw it all out there and ev- see what happens? I mean, most people have some combination of Gonzaga, Illinois, Ohio State. If you believe in Michigan, if you believe in Alabama, whatever, coming out of that, that lower region, lower left region. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we have a brewing upset going on right now I say, in the NCAA tournament. In overtime... 15-seed Oral Roberts is up six on second-seeded Ohio State oh no. right I, now. Oh, no. How many brackets will that blow up? I got Ohio State in my Final Four. I know a lot of people have Ohio State in their Final Four. That I mean, the good news is if, if Ohio State goes down... We all go down, right? Like, right. <laughs> not, not a lot of people. I mean, you could have Baylor coming out of that region. You could have something a little wacky, little wonky, whatever. But if Ohio State loses, we all lose that part of the bracket. It's, 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 it's gone. over. It's gone. Oh. So we all lose together. So then all of a sudden, our threshold for the amount of points you can get in your bracket contest, you know, it goes down a little bit. That was the week that was. That is the week that is. We'll keep you updated on that Ohio State Earl Roberts score. Coming up on the other side, we are going to talk with Drake head coach Darren DeVries. We'll do that. Drake wins. They're on their way to play USC in the NCAA tournament. Can't wait to to talk with Coach DeVries. We'll do that coming up next.
0: You're listening to Wicket's World on Des Moines 1350 ESPN.
3: Good. Rebounded by Udeze. Wichita State across the timeline. Gilbert. Gilbert for the win. And it's no good. Drake advances to the first win. Fifty years in the waiting. And Drake does it on the biggest stage in basketball. And, man, what a celebration it is here at Mackey Arena. The blue and white survive and advance to the first round. USC is next.
1: That was a call last night right here on 1350 ESPN. Welcome in. It's Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Drake moves on. They'll get USC. Michael Admire with your play-by-play last night as the Drake Bulldogs get a win in the NCAA Tournament. Joining us right now on the line is the head coach of those Drake Bulldogs, Darren DeVries, is with us. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Have you slept at all since last night?
4: No, not much sleep, but it's uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy to give up some sleep for that. Um, I just got nervous listening to that play-by-play call with that ball in there. I wanted to make sure he still missed it. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Coach, when that ball is up in the air, i got about 50 things in that whole game to talk with you about, but obviously, uh, yes, if who misses the free throw, they get the rebound. Ball goes up. You know, Hold on. Sorry about that. Ball goes up. What's going through your mind as that ball is in the air? Please miss.
3: Please miss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That thing was in the air forever. <laughs> it certainly was.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah and it, uh, you know, my assistant said they knew it was no good from the beginning. and I was like, I don't know what view you guys had because it looked like it was dead on to me. But no, nah, they said it was way left. I watched the film, it was like, guys, that hit the front of the rim.
0: <laughs> 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 Missed it
1: by a mile, coach. Missed it <laughs> by, by a mile. Hey, let's go through that game a little bit because I was sitting on my couch watching it like uh, like every Couch Potato analyst that is out there. How did you guys overcome cold starts to both halves? Because that 10-0 run to close the first half, and then basically it felt like it repeated itself in the second half. What did you say to your guys about midway through – each half to get them back into
4: the game. Well, we really, even though we only had like six points in the first 15 minutes, uh, and we really kept talking about our defense because um, we, we thought our defense had to keep us in the game while we were struggling to find our, you know, ourselves on offense. Uh, and I thought our defense did that. It kept us in that you know, 8-10, 12-point range and, and didn't let it get away from us. Uh, and then once uh, we hit a couple spurts there at the end of the first half, you know, close it back up to one, Unfortunately, came out and had the same problems again in the second half. Um, you know, we just we couldn't find any rhythm offensively. But, again, I thought our defense kept us close enough. And then when things finally loosened up, end of that second half with hit a couple of threes, Joe hit a couple of threes, we were able to get going and, and fortunately made just enough uh, to come away with that one-point one, one point win.
1: Talk with Drake head coach Darren DeVries here on 1350 ESPN. You're talking about it. Trammell hitting shots, Joe hitting tons of shots, are you a believer in momentum? Coaches sometimes go both ways with this. Well, where do you stand? Because it felt like I could feel the momentum coming out of my chest.
4: Oh, I think momentum's very real. Uh, I mean, it's uh, and it's contagious, you know, amongst your team. It's, um, you know, shootings that way, you know, the, the defensively, you know, the crowd noise, that's why home crowds, crowds. You know, I feel like the momentum shifts and, and people can feel it. Players can feel it. Um, um, I, I certainly think it's real, and I agree, that, you know, that – when we started to make our run, you could, you could certainly see uh, the life and the energy in our guys, uh, you know, a change there that last seven, eight minutes.
1: Joe Yesifu, who has stepped up since the injuries to both Roman and to Tank, I just think that guy has been playing out of his mind. Uh, what has turned the light on for that guy? What has been the key to him just becoming the man for the Drake Bulldogs?
4: Well, I just think his confidence is is through the roof right now. And and he's, uh, you know, even before Roman got hurt, he was, he was playing, you know, very well uh, for us and and getting better and better and better. Um, You know, now, now with this increased opportunity and things he's certainly taken advantage of it and uh, you know, he, he's put us on his, on his back a few times, you know, and and really carried us and um, done, done a great job. So happy for him. He's um, he's worked really hard at it and, and uh, you know, excited to, to see where he can continue to grow
1: does he have the green light whenever he wants
4: yeah uh to be honest all of our guys do you know and they kind of know you know what uh, what what they can or can't do uh, it um but he certainly got the green light uh, um I, I tell our guys i don't want them looking over at me you know when they shoot you shoot it if you like it you know uh, we can talk about it later, maybe, but in that in that, in that moment, I want you to trust it and uh, and let it go. And and he certainly certainly is confident um, in it. And and um, you know he had some big shots for us.
1: Talking with Drake, head coach Darren here on thirteen fifty, ESPN, Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket. How's Tank? Did he feel like the old Tank at any point? Did you feel like he was going to be the the old Tank going into this one, or was his performance kind of what you expected?
4: Yeah, it was probably what I expected. You know, he just hasn't been able to do enough this last week um, to to really get himself to that that you know fully explosive. At the deal, he's, he's probably at about eighty percent. You know, and even from a conditioning standpoint, it's really hard. But I thought he I thought he did you know some good things while he was out there. Um, you know, and maybe even more importantly, he allowed us to, to rest some guys a few more minutes um, more than normal. So. Um, you know, we'll see how he feels tomorrow, and and, and hopefully, if uh, if he's ready and wants to wants to get out there, we can do something pretty similar, and, and you know, play him a similar similar role again tomorrow.
1: How has his leadership? How has he and Roman Penn, How have the two of those guys uh, been in part of your game planning and your motivation? Are those are those two guys those kinds of guys? Where they're rah rah, they're in the middle of it, or do they sit back and and just hope to get healthy?
4: no they're awesome i mean they they are every bit as involved uh, you know there's you know sometimes where I, I see them like they need to relax a little bit they're jumping up and down in the boots <laughs> and, and cheering guys on and um no they've they've been incredible i mean they um uh, you know and, and that's kind of what the team's been all year that everybody's been so supportive of each other and even though they're not on the out on the floor playing obviously tanks back now but uh, even when they're not on the floor, they're they're cheering and and coaching the guys in the huddles and things, um, you know, and encouraging them. And uh, it's been great to see.
1: Give me a scouting report on the Trojans.
4: Uh, extremely long, very talented. They, um, their length uh, presents problems at both ends of the floor, uh, so that's something we'll have to adjust to. You know, as we get into the game. And, and um, but um, you know, a very good group, uh, and we'll have to play well. How do you counter length? Um, you know, I, I think there's different ways that you can counter it. Uh, you know, you have to make it where they can't use it all the time. So, you know, whether it's getting them off their feet or, or getting into the paint, getting them collapsed and kicking out, uh, you know, where you can get them stretched out and get them out in space, um, is the best way to do it. So we'll certainly have to, you know, make some shots, uh, you know, when they, you got a team's got that much length around the rim, uh, you have to be able to still get into the paint and then maybe kick it out and, and, um, you know be able to get some step in threes.
1: Coach, I I assume you watched some of the NBA bubble uh, over the summer after the the delay in the National Basketball Association season. You guys are kind of in a bubble right now. What is it like in Indiana? What's it like for Drake?
4: Yeah, for for us, you know, getting to play on Thursday certainly shortened up the week where you just had a a game mixed in there. So, um, you know, it's kind of routine from what we've been doing all year in terms of, you know, when you go to hotels, you'd stay, you know, pretty isolated within your own group and in your own rooms and things. So, um, you know, outside of that, it's, um, I, I think the, the guys have, this has been nine months of them kind of doing it. It's just a, a bigger bubble now.
1: <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, eight-year deal to stick around with Drake here in Des Moines. What did it mean to to come to that agreement? What does it mean for you? And, and is this your dream job? Is this a place where you can see yourself obviously long-term?
4: Yeah, I was really excited that, uh, you know, excited that the administration believes in in our in what we're doing and, and um, you know, the direction of our program. I think it's exciting, uh, you know, for all the momentum we have right now to see, you know, if we can continue to build and capture this momentum. So, um, you know, it's been an awesome three years for me and we're certainly, my family and I, uh, you know, love love it here and and enjoy you know what we're doing and and um excited to see what the future holds
1: talking with drake head coach darren devries for another minute or two here on 1350 espn uh your year if 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 there's ever to be a netflix docu-series or a tv show about a college basketball team during the pandemic i think your year might have to be nominated to take that spot you guys start off with then you're on COVID hiatus. You come back, you lose Tank, you lose Roman. You still get to the conference championship selection Sunday. You win a playing game. Hopefully, there's still more to tell. Has there been a? I mean, is it hard to think back what this year has been like and put it into any kind of perspective?
4: No, I think it's uh, it's it's really hard to grasp, which I, I think is even more of a credit to to what our guys have done and you know their togetherness, their resiliency. Um, you know, their mental toughness to, to fight through everything that's been thrown, thrown at them. And they just continue to press forward and, and, and not only press forward, but do it with a, a great attitude and um, great togetherness. So um, it's, uh, it's unique. I, I hope we don't have to, you know, try to do this again, uh, but um, you know, certainly proud of how our guys have handled it. Uh, you know, for sure. Are you having fun? Well, we're having a blast. Uh, we just, uh, we want to keep it going and, and, uh, having the time of our lives right
1: now. Well, Coach, thank you for the time. I know it's a very busy day for you, trying to scout USC and then deal with all of us in the media. But we really appreciate the time. Uh, good luck against the Trojans. We'll be listening, we'll be watching, and hopefully this is not the end of the road. We want to see you guys keep on playing. So good luck to you tomorrow.
4: Thank you, and go Bulldogs.
1: Thank you very much. That's Coach Darren DeVries. The Drake Bulldogs take on USC tomorrow at 3.30, 3 o'clock for the pregame with Michael Admire right here on 1350 ESPN. Sounds like he's having a good time, right? I it sounds like he's I mean, having he's, he's lost his voice, which yeah. is what happens to most coaches. I feel like he lost his voice in February, and oh, it's been God. gone for a while.
0: I, I got to tell you, I could totally feel his emotion when he listened back to that call, mm-hmm. and he was totally honest and said, "I just wanted to make sure it went in. It <laughs> didn't go in." I mean, I, I, I that was my favorite line out of the whole thing. Yeah. Um. And and then I you, I'm glad you brought up Tank because, um. There is something to be said about maybe he's not up to where he no. was, but his presence means something.
1: It's, it at least it's like in the NFL or in professional sports. You know how you always get the they're questionable, they're doubtful. You know we won't have an answer. It at least gives the other teams something to spend time on, right? Prepping for your matchup. Like right now, USC doesn't know what they're going to get out of Tank. Are they going to see that Tank who was? We'll call it what it was, ineffective, mm-hmm. but he's a body you pay attention to. He's five extra minutes you're not scouting Yesifu. He's five extra minutes you're not scouting the defense. It's it, it's to have the presence, to have the threat of Tank playing. That's, to me, the, the value in it. And if you can get nine ten points out of him to, uh, tomorrow afternoon, then that's a bonus as well. You bet, because all the other guys are shooting well, too. Right. And he, he,
0: at least they they showed it later on, but not at the beginning of the first two halves. I, I wondered how he was going to answer that when you said they came out so cold first. They did in the come out half. cold. I wasn't going to yeah. sugarcoat it for Coach. No, no, Coach, I think he respects that. When you ask him the blatant questions, I mean, it's like, what about that? And you know? I
1: think his answer is, we scored six points in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, my Lord. And then I tweeted. I was you know doing what I could between baby feedings. I was tweeting out, you know, all of a sudden, Drake woke up. You know, and then they got hot and they had the 10-0 run to close it. And again, then the, the lead for Wichita State stretched in the second half, and it kind of was wash, rinse, repeat. But then they got the extra bucket. Yesufu, why I, well, I ask it why he have if he had the green light at all times? Because it feels like Yesufu always has the green light. I'd give it to him the way he's been shooting. <laughs> <laughs> guy's like dead eye, man. Boom, uh, three <laughs> o'clock for the uh, the pregame tomorrow with Michael Admire. Three thirty for the tip. It is Drake. It is USC. The Trojans are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And yeah, no big deal. If I had to bet your paycheck on that game, which way would you go there, bud? I'm going Drake. Drake plus six-and-a-half. Oh, I'm or, not doing six-and-a-half. No, plus six-and-a-half. Oh, they three get six-and-a-half. Yeah, you know, Drake's get six not a favorite in this game. No, I know that. Absolutely not. No,
0: but I, I so think... The line's down to six now. Sorry. I, I, I think they're upset in USC tomorrow. That's how good I feel about the team right now. I hope you're right.
1: We'll get to Iowa and Grand Canyon coming up. We'll try to dive into some of this NFL stuff, too, because what a weird, wild week it's been in the National Football League. Straight ahead, though, uh, they got their guy in Ames. Jamie Pollard got his guy. We'll talk about the new head basketball coach of the Cyclones, and you'll hear from him next. Phone lines are open.
0: 515-244-1350. This is Wicket's World on 1350 ESPN.
1: It is a uh, 3 2, one Wicked Talk Friday here on 1350 ESPN. Thanks again to uh, Coach Darren DeVries for joining us in the last segment. Uh, fun to talk with him. We'll put that up on the podcast if you missed it. Uh, our stream is now back up and running, which is a good thing. It wasn't before, but we are happy to be back live and streaming now on the ESPN Facebook page. And uh, you can check that out. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, we are at ESPN DSM. We have a huge upset in college basketball. If you are paying attention, Ohio State is out. All right. Ohio State is out of the NCAA tournament. I lost a Final Four team. How many people in their confidence pools or their survivor pools just lost their team on the first day? OSU loses to Oral Roberts in overtime, 75-72. Wow. Are you kidding me? That is that's an embarrassing loss. They're at 2 seed A lot of people at Ohio State win in the whole thing. That's an embarrassing loss. That sucks for the Big Ten. Cause this was the Big Ten's greatest year ever, right? They right. got a one seed in Michigan, a one seed in Illinois, a two seed in Ohio State, a two seed in Iowa. They got a what, a four seed in Purdue. Who am I missing? Wisconsin's in, Maryland's in, Sparty made the play in game. Who am I missing? Rutgers is in, and one of their big dogs, one of their top teams, gets bounced by Oral Roberts. I can't make the jokes I want to because this is a family radio station, but there are plenty of them to be made. It goes back to Fran McCaffrey's comment. You can't, you know, he's this is where can't he's be with right. Do you, Play, want, you want to do th- that again? Here's some wisdom from Fran McCaffrey that we scoffed at 30 minutes ago, but this is wisdom from Iowa head coach Fran McCaffrey. All right, let me let me get to it. Okay, I gotta, pull up, up here. Fran because he was on is the Big Ten Fran? Network talking with Dave Rebson. All right, here we go. I spent
2: most of my career uh, not in the discussion for a one or two seed, and I don't know how good those teams were. Uh, every team that you play in this tournament, they won their way into this tournament. And uh, to me, seeds are completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. I guess wow. he's right. Uh, once this thing starts. He I guess gets. he's right. So uh, I don't discuss it. I don't talk about it before. I don't talk about when it happens, and I'm not going to talk about it now because I don't care.
0: Wow, well, I mean right. he okay, that's why he's a number two big ten number two seed big ten team <laughs> because he's telling his players, don't do what Ohio State's doing right now, yep. overlooking Oral Roberts. look what happens. you're done. O-
1: it's over. oral Roberts did you know this about or- did you know anything about Oral Roberts? I knew nothing uh, I know. about Oral
0: Roberts I I know it was a uh Oral Roberts was a minister uh, and that was his university that he had put together. Uh, that's the only thing I know
1: that's, that's close enough. They had the NCAA's leading scorer. What? The leading scorer in the, in the in all of college basketball plays for Oral Roberts. I learned that today. Wow. I had no idea. That's Mike Wickett doing his research. I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> Ohio State losing. Somebody on our Facebook page uh, wrote, Ohio State losing makes my day. Listen, I think we all can agree. It doesn't matter if you're a Big Ten fan. Screw Ohio State. Screw Ohio State.
3: Good job, Oral Roberts.
1: We Good job. We got,
0: some other, we got some other big tenors in there that can take care of
1: business. Boy, what does that do to the bracket now? And I know we're going to get to Iowa State here in a second, but Ohio State's out. Baylor blew out Hartford like they were supposed to. You got uh, Florida still in there. Baylor's your one. Purdue's your four. Your two is gone. Who's your three in that region? Oh, Arkansas blew out Colgate. It was close, and then it wasn't. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden. And I don't think there's a lot of people out there that trust Baylor to go all the way. So, I mean, that, uh, I think that region is completely wide open. Completely wide open. I had Ohio State. I had Ohio State. Now what
3: everybody did, right? You had know, Ohio State or Baylor
1: probably made up like 80% of that bracket or that region.
0: I want to know the guy that laid uh, down money in Las Vegas uh, that Oral Roberts will upset Ohio State. In the first game of the tournament. I want to know I mean, how much money that guy
1: made. I mean, That's what I want to know. I think a lot of people probably did. And by a lot, I mean in the in the thousands. He'd put down 20 bucks on, on Oral Roberts. But a sizable bet? Probably not a lot. Probably not a lot <laughs> whatsoever to watch Ohio State. One more time for Oral Roberts. All right. All right. O-H. Adios. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, it's a blemish man. for the Big Ten, though. It's a blemish <laughs> for the Big Ten. It looks lose. pretty bad. That looks bad. Any other Big Ten teams? I mean, Michigan State lost in overtime. So wait, is the Big Ten zero and 0-2 so far? The greatest conference in the history of college basketball is now 0-2. Is that right? Any of the Big Ten teams win today? Wait a second. Let me. See. I don't think so. I don't think anybody's played besides those two. But, yeah, the Big 10 and 0-2 so far. Wow. That's it. Because the rest of your wow. games so far today... Uh, your winners, uh, Florida over vatech and overtime, the game was crazy. Arkansas beat Colgate. Illinois won. Illinois beat Drexel. That,
0: that didn't surprise your me. Your Illini. I, my Illini. Be-
1: yeah. Seeds don't matter, but they blew out a 16 like they were supposed to. Texas Tech beat Utah State. Oral Roberts, big upset over Ohio State. Baylor over Hartford. That's what we got so far.
0: Did, did anyone not hear what Gene Hackman said in the movie Hoosiers? He said a lot. <laughs> yeah. He said... The the thing about tournament basketball
1: is you never worry about where you're going next, only the game that you're involved in. And I'll bet Ohio State, I bet the players, at least, they were looking at Oral Roberts. They're like, bah, who is Oral Roberts? That's a sex joke. That's not a real team. (laughs) That's a sex joke. Come on. All right. Uh, and by the way, there are two games going on right now. Loyola and Georgia Tech are tied at 43 in the second half. And Oregon State up 14 on Tennessee at the half. That's a 12 5 upset right waiting to happen right there. A lot of people were big on this Tennessee team at least winning that game. Uh, I had them. Tennessee? Yeah. I did too. I did, too. I almost put oh, a little shekels down on it, but I chose not to. I, I, I was going to pick Tennessee in my, uh, my survivor pool, right. but I switched to Purdue at the very last second.
0: But with COVID and everything, this is just a crazy year yeah, anyway. Yeah, sure it is. You couldn't, I mean, remember when I, I, I put up the blog on how I pick my winners. Yeah. All right. I, I tried he to, to, to help Com, Read his blog. Yeah. Uh, you can go check it out, and, and I will tell you, I even said it in there, this is a non-COVID year process. This is just a different time. Today,
1: this, just throw it against the wall and see yeah. what sticks. Right. You, you're going to... How how, I didn't even bother with how do you pick the upset. I'm in a great mood now because Ohio State lost. Can I tell you? I'm in a fantastic mood now. I don't, I don't care that I lost a Final Four team or that the Big Ten took a big hit. Like, I'm going to put my feet up right now. Ah! Buckeyes are out. The, a, the Ohio sun, State is the out. The early round exit has happened that makes me really, really happy. All right. Uh, the other news, some of the other news. has been a lot that's going on this week. Uh, Iowa State has found their new head basketball coach. As we transition yes, back to what we originally were going to talk about in this segment. Oh, it's easy to get off track. Man. Especially when Ohio State loses. Way to go, <laughs> Oral Roberts. There you go. All right. Uh, Iowa State found their man. He's a man you're probably familiar with if you're an ISU fan. He was introduced today. T.J. Otzelberger is the new head coach at Iowa State, and he's happy to be back. Uh, It's certainly been a journey, but it sure feels great to be home. There you go. I mean, he comes back. I didn't realize I'm only four years younger than T.J. Otzelberger. Just four? Just four. He was born in 77. Sorry. Uh, He's 43. I I don't uh, even want to go there. I turned 40 in a month. Um... But he, as you know, he was a head, He was an assistant coach under Greg McDermott. Greg McDermott. He was an assistant coach under uh, Fred Hoiberg and also Steve Prohm for a year. He leaves Iowa State. He gets the opportunity. A lot of people think he was passed over, which he was. He was passed over for the job that Prome got. He sticks around for a year under Prohm. Gets an, an offer to go to South Dakota State, and actually has a pretty decent run at South Dakota State. Goes seventy and thirty-three. Gets to the NCAA tournament. I think they lost to Michigan in one of their NCAA tournament games, if, if memory serves. Um,
0: this might be one that you look back on, just like a lot of fans were doing with Fred Hoiberg. Uh, I was talking to the guys who worked there; all Iowa State guys, sure, except for a couple. Um, but anyway, they said they did the same thing with Hoiberg. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Well, he's an NBA guy. He's, you know, oh, he's going to ruin his legacy. He's not going to be that great of a coach." And he proved everybody wrong.
1: We could be totally wrong about TJ. We could be. I don't know if the fan... Listen, I think the core of the fan base is like, okay, it's a good hire. I don't think anybody is out of their mind excited about TJ Otzelberger. I don't know if anybody is... I don't think anybody is in the dumps because of TJ Otzelberger. I mean, he just... He is what he is. It's kind of a meh, kind of hire. Guy's got a good record... Tremendous recruiter, at the number one recruiting class in the conference at UNLV last year. Now, he's under 500 in two years at UNLV. That's where he went after South Dakota State. He's a game under. I think he was 29 and 30. That's a fine. I, I, I don't care about that. But the dude can recruit. The dude brought in tons of talent. His, his connections to Wisconsin, where there is a lot of talent on the Milwaukee side of the state, where he's from, and the lacrosse side of the state— and then Madison in there. There's a lot of basketball talent in the state of Wisconsin, and he's got a ton of connection up there from previous coaching and being there from there. Uh, that's a bonus. That's a huge bonus it is. I'm going for to Otzelberger. Tell you, and I'm going to tell you what, uh, what
0: the opposite of that is. Okay? He can recruit. He can get the players in. Yep. Can he coach them?
1: Well, he did at South Dakota State. I don't know what that means. It's South Dakota State, I mean... You still got to play to win. You still got to coach. Still got to strategize. Still got to beat everybody else in that little conference in the Summit League or whatever. Can he do it at Iowa State? We'll find out. I feel like. The, do fans have trust in Jamie Pollard, the athletic director? They better to make the right hire. He got <laughs> he got Hoiberg right. He didn't get Prome right. Got Matt Campbell right. He got Matt Campbell right. If he gets this one right. You might want to build a statue to Jamie Pollard outside of Hilton. One of the most exciting
0: men to ever sit behind a microphone. Oh, my God. When he
1: made, <laughs> Listen, Jamie's a good athletic director. Yes, he is. Especially the stuff they're building up there in Ames is amazing, the bridge and whatnot. But when that video came out two days ago, Hello. I'd like to welcome you and congratulate the newest head basketball coach at Iowa State University. T.J. Otzelberger. And it's just him in a red sweater sitting in like an old, what you would expect like a professor's office to look like. <laughs> right. It's exactly what the backdrop looked oh, like. I'm waiting for an athletic director to be like Bobby Knight, getting up and throwing a chair. Mark Cuban's your athletic director. There you go. That would be great. Uh, real quick, one more from the new head coach at ISU, T.J. Otzelberger, about his plan for the Cyclones.
2: But it sure feels great to be home. Hope
0: things that matter to our fan base and... I'm eager to sell our vision.
1: We need to bring the magic back to Hilton Coliseum. There you go. You have so many fans that are deflated by what has happened the last two years under Prome. You just, you have lost so much of the fan base over what has happened the last two years under Prome. He is, you have to bring back excitement. You have to bring back the Hilton magic. You have to win. You can't have 20 lost seasons at Iowa State as the basketball coach. You cannot be dead last playing that first day of the Big 12 tournament every year. That can't be you.
0: The magic went to the southern part of the state. Yeah. Central part of the state. It did. Yeah. All
1: of a sudden, you know, party guy Fran.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, you touched on it when uh, Coach DeVries was on. Mm. But don't you think that was the most class act and smart chess move that the Drake Bulldogs made in yes. signing him to an eight-year extension. I mean, I mean that was the smartest thing. You know, the guys up a little bit up the interstate were
1: looking at him. I think. I think Iowa State. May, I believe that as soon as Prome was scheduled to have the meeting with Pollard, I believe TJ's phone went off. I believe Otzelberger's phone went off. I think he has been the guy. I think they didn't want to admit their mistake. The buyout was so much for Prom. But they finally had an opportunity to bring in their guy. I don't. I believe Devries should have been on the list. I think the guy uh, Moser at at uh, at Loyola could have been on that list as well. Porter Moore, Porter Moser, the head coach. But I think this is the guy they wanted all along, and he's a safe guy. He's familiar with the program. Fans know him. He can recruit. We'll see if he wins. We'll see if he wins. But when Drake caught wind that DeVries was maybe being looked at on the radar for Iowa State, or maybe another job. Look, he's the MVC Coach of the Year two out of the last three years. Mm -hmm. If Tom Izzo retired tomorrow and Michigan State said, Coach DeVries, do you want to come be our head coach? With all due respect to Drake, that's Michigan State. Right. That's an upper echelon Big Ten team with four times the amount of money that Drake probably has.
0: Think of the other two Big Ten teams that have openings right now. Minnesota, Indiana, Indiana. Yep.
1: You have to imagine those guys might have been sniffing around at Coach DeVries. So it was smart by Drake Daw from the uh, the eight wow, year deal. So what a great chess move! <laughs> nice job, guys. We preview Iowa and Grand Canyon. We are going to test the knowledge of JD Justice. Oh boy! About Grand Canyon next. Follow us on Twitter at
0: ESPNDSM. This is Wicket's World on Des Moines thirteen fifty ESPN. From this is Biggie. Oh
1: yeah, this is Biggie. You should watch the. Uh, if you have Netflix, you should watch the documentary on the Notorious B.I.G. It's I, fantastic. I
0: saw the advertisement for it. It's good, and I, I dug some of his music. So, uh,
1: on. yeah, this is this hypnotized. This loving it hypnotize. Every radio every radio station I've ever worked at, that song has been one of my bumpers. Like it comes with me. It's always a staple. <laughs> if you've ever listened to me, wherever I've been. Uh, by the way, another opening that may have been of interest for Coach DeVries may have been Marquette. Marquette fired Steve Wojahowski today. No kidding. I don't And I have ties to Milwaukee. And I see all over my timeline, people are like, how can they fire Wojo? And I'm like, because he's got zero tournament wins in seven years and hasn't won a Big East title in seven years. And, and people are like, well, it's buyout. You know, Marquette spends almost as much as anybody in the country on basketball. They're the top ten that's their step with their sport that's all they got yeah that's all they've got i mean it's it's ridiculous so the marquette job is open you mentioned indiana minnesota is open there's there's some some big college basketball jobs that are available right now
0: and and, and you know i am am a fan of iowa yeah. because i've lived here most of my adult life but i still root for the gophers okay uh, especially their hockey program and their and their football and basketball um, i am looking for more of an exciting hire then what? Then Richard Patino? There. Yes. Oh, then T.J. Otzelberg. Right? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I, I get how a fan feels right now. You're like, oh, please surprise me.
1: <laughs> Sometimes the surprise is the wrong answer. Like when um, Wisconsin hired their their uh, Paul Crist, people are like... <sighs> right. But Crist has gone to the Big Ten title game like five times, and he's, the Wisconsin's always a player in the West. Like, it's, it doesn't always have to be the flashy hire. No, I, he, Jim Harbaugh I, was a flashy hire. No, he Asked sure was. Ask Michigan about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a failure.
0: They gotta try and find a way to get yeah. him off the field and God. get him in maybe behind doors what somewhere. A terrible hire. Terrible. Oh, man. Terrible.
1: Uh, real quick, Iowa and Grand Canyon. Yes. That is who is playing tomorrow. Three no five thirty. They're playing in Indianapolis. Fran McCaffrey. Let's hear some positivity out of good old Fran McCaffrey and his second seeded Iowa Hawkeyes playing number fifteen Grand Canyon
2: you start looking at seeds you start looking no, at my bad. you know what's your road to get to the sweet 16 to get to the final four it doesn't matter you don't know, win the first game you know i know it sounds simple but anything else in terms of how you approach this and that's when you're not going to the sweet 16 or the final four
1: there you go okay never, never mind, mind. Never. there's there's no positivity there what do you know about grand canyon uh, what ooh. state do you think they're located in?
0: Uh, state is Arizona. That is very... What city? Phoenix? Very good. See,
1: okay. you know more about Grand Canyon than you thought.
0: And here's the only reason why. My daughter's, one of her best friends, uh, flew down with us one time because she wanted to go see the college because she had a relative that was a coach and taught there. Okay. So I got a little bit more that's, in than you thought, that's but, that's
1: mo- the, but still, hey. that's
0: probably the only thing I really know
1: about the college. What is their mascot? <laughs> oh, no. What is the Grand Canyon? Ma- I don't know. The Antelope. The Antelope. The Grand Canyon Antelopes. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's who they're playing, who are going to play against tomorrow, Iowa. Asbjorn Mitgard. Who is that, Asbjorn Mitgard? yeah okay, I'm going to go with uh, paying
0: attention to something that happened earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. He is the leading scorer in
1: NCAA. He is the leading scorer for Grand Canyon. He is okay. seven feet tall. they got a seven-footer and a 6'10 guy that can both score. That's all They're, you mean. They average 14 and 13. Wow. But have they seen Luca Garza-type talent down in that conference? I, I, I would say no, but if you have two big guys, here's where Iowa is going to have to hit from the outside. If the two big guys have a job of canceling out Garza, that's going to leave somebody open somewhere. Wieskamp. It's going to leave Wieskamp or Bohannon or Frederick or any of these guys to hit from the outside, and that's how it, Iowa is going to win. I think Iowa wins Saturday, and if they're playing Oregon, I think they lose on Monday.
0: And they can't be paying attention to the next game. No. You've uh, got to pay attention because to Because
3: if you missed it, Ohio State lost today! <laughs> Woo!
0: Oh <laughs> Hang on, Sloopy!
1: That's fantastic. Right on. No, but, but you're 100% right. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know all about Jovan Blackshear or Mikey Dixon or Oscar Freyer or Rafe Gertis or Liam Lloyd or Alessandro Lever or Asbjörn Mitgard. Because I don't know anything about these guys. What they a great name. As Bjorn Midgard, he's from Denmark. I'm going to name my next dog after that. Alessandro Lever is from Italy. So they, they definitely have the international flavor going on there. But I don't know anything about them. All I know is they're a 15. They play in the same conference as, like, New Mexico State, which I think your boy Richard Patino, did he just go take that job? Yeah, he did. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so that's all I got. Like, it... it if Iowa plays their B game, they should win by 10. If Iowa plays their C game, then you're in trouble.
0: And they're, they're going to be in Ohio trouble. State. They
1: could be Ohio State. Hey, Oral Roberts! <laughs> Oral Roberts with the big upset over the Buckeyes. <laughs> love to see that. Absolutely love. Love, love, love to see that. Hey, don't forget to please like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook. We are growing. We are now Des Moines' second most popular sports talk station on Facebook. How about that? There we go. That's a big, big deal for us. We have the Drake women in the WNIT coming up at 7. Is that right? What time are you? What time is your game tonight?
0: All I know is I'm staying right here because <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, you know, real quick. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Well, we got the WNIT coming up tonight. Drake playing the Milwaukee Panthers in that one. So make sure you are tuning in. And, of course, tomorrow the Drake men are playing against uh, USC in the NCAA tournament. Michael Admire has coverage starting at three right here and at ESPNDes Moines.com. Speaking of ESPNDes Moines.com, if you have signed up, keep track of the bracket contest. I just lost the Final Four team, and I couldn't be happier about it. Who else did? Everybody. (laughs) J.D. (laughs) lost the Final Four team. I lost the Final Four team. You probably lost the Final Four team. But it's okay. Hey, Oral Roberts. All right, we're out of here till uh, next Friday. My name is Mike Wickett.